Hi everyone, this is Dr. Stefan. Today I'd like to discuss about improving your life and health, which can be easy, but also can be extremely hard. So why am I saying this? Because there's two parts to becoming healthier. There's a mental side and a physical side. The mental side is, you know, who we are, our identity, that drives the choices that we make. The physical side is actually healthy behaviors, not smoking, having a good diet, etc. But I think it all starts in the mind. So this is why I wanted to create this video today and to start with the mental and actually focus on that a little bit more. And at the end, to tell you a little bit about the physical things that we can all do that will dramatically improve our lives. And it can be easy, but we need to start with this part. So the mental. Dealing with our thoughts and feelings is actually number one. If we cultivate good mental health, this will underpin all the choices that we make, whether they're good or bad. And you can imagine if someone is suffering from anxiety, depression, of course, they will feel sometimes that life isn't really worth it, that they don't really have a good purpose in life, something to motivate them to, to get out of bed, to avoid, you know, eating for comfort and all these things, which can be, you know, poor choices uh, in terms of health. Some people may have certain personality traits, even outside the diagnosed uh, mental illnesses that are there. Some people may just have more antisocial tendencies, for example. They may tend to go against the mainstream a little bit, to be a bit rebellious about, against maybe all their friends being the healthy ones. They may try to be the unhealthy one, the one who smokes, the one who eats the packets of chips and things like that. So obviously, those personality traits, if we become aware of them and why we do these things and maybe there's something that we're trying to, you know, compensate for, if we try to be aware of those things, we may actually make better choices automatically without even thinking about it. Some people may also have narcissistic personality traits, which in some ways can actually be a positive thing. In some ways it can be detrimental. So of course, being a bit narcissistic means that you are quite driven and you want to be seen, you want to be the best, you want to be first. And that can be great if you're trying to achieve things. Some people may not like you, but at the same time, if you are misjudging your own abilities, if you are a little bit self-entitled, if you don't know exactly where you stand in terms of how good you are, what your body's abilities and capacity is, you may overstretch yourself. You may become injured. You may you know, make poor choices. You may think that you can eat all the sandwiches and burgers that you want and nothing will happen to you because you're invincible. So obviously, becoming aware of things like that can go a long way to actually having a good and healthy life. The other thing that I would advise is that we can develop self-awareness. So if we have these things, these personality traits, you, we may have a little bit of anxiety, we can develop and cultivate self-awareness every day. And I personally try to do this as well. I'm not just saying this um, in this video to try to tell you what to do. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying these things myself because I've become aware that for me, it works better if I'm more aware of who I am and what I'm doing. So if we listen to our bodies, we can actually learn a lot. If we take the time every day to just listen to what our body is trying to tell us, we may actually have an idea of what we need to improve, what we need to change, what we need to adjust in order to improve health. Examples. Let me give you some examples. So for example, if you smoke and this makes you cough, of course, that's your body telling you that probably smoking is bad. So 
one of the things that you may do is, you know, reduce the amount of smoking or just stop smoking completely. Or if you are a bit unfocused at work, at school, maybe you're getting too little sleep. And if you're getting only the five hours of sleep a night, um, every week, every weekday, and then at the weekends you try to recover your sleep, probably that's not really healthy and your body is telling you something. If you're a little bit irritable in your personal life and relationships, is that maybe to do with stress at work or school that's seeping into the rest of your life? You know, just becoming aware of these things can actually improve things because then you end up in coping mode. You're trying to fix the problem in other ways that can be unhealthy. Other examples would be if you're having digestive issues. Maybe that's related to poor diet, maybe having too much coffee. I once had a patient, and this is a great example. He was telling me that he had to take omeprazole, which is a, an anti-acid tablet for the stomach, every time he went out with his mates because he wanted to go and have some beers. And basically his words were exactly as follows. I take the omeprazole because I want to tolerate the lager. <laughs> it was just like a funny consultation because he was telling me very honestly that he just liked to have four pints of lager with his mates and he couldn't do it unless he took the antiacid tablet before. So, you know, it's one of those things. Maybe your body is telling you something there. So, you know, just... Things may need to change slightly in how you enjoy time with your mates. So just little things that you can, you can focus on. If you're more tired when you're exercising or walking with people of a similar age to you. So if you're in your 50s, for example, if you're walking in the park, you have to stop more than a friend of yours who's about the same age. You may take this into account as a message your body's sending you that you should maybe see your doctor. Maybe there's a condition that's developing there and it's not really old age. If you're ruminating and having repetitive thoughts about things in the past, you may think about whether that's actually a good thing. Is that very healthy? Do you need to maybe talk to someone about it, let it out, get a, some positive and negative feedback on your thoughts to see if you're actually going the right way? Because you may end up becoming very stressed and making poor health choices. If you're chronically sleep deprived, we've talked about this, obviously, if you're, if you're having four or five hours of sleep every night, it's probably not enough. So you may develop a lot of other problems. If you're having a lot of obsessive behaviors, if you're cleaning all the time, you're sorting, you're arranging, you're walking on straight lines when you're uh, out and about, you know, you may wonder if that's something that's uh, coming from the mental that may down the line worsen and lead to poor health choices. It's really important because mental... Uh, disorders can creep up on you when you least expect it and it's very very subtle and the, the thing that I actually myself didn't understand for a very long time is that when you become mentally ill let's say you are not aware of the fact that you are mentally ill that's probably the definition of it and it's a it's a very basic way of looking at things and I apologize maybe I should be giving you a more detailed uh, definition as a doctor but I'm just thinking that that's a very good simplification because sometimes people become so lost in their own heads and their thoughts that they forget who they are. And that's when they start to have problems coping with relationships, with people in their lives, with uh, making poor choices in life, career, health, etc. Now, how can we fix this? How can we develop this self-awareness? So first of all, listening to these messages your body is sending you is probably key. The second thing would be to try to think about meditation. And here, I don't mean meditation where is... Uh, 
now I will meditate. Now I will sit down and meditate. No, this is not what I mean. Meditation can have many forms. Meditation just means that you're trying to become grounded, aware, and present to the moment. And this can be done in so many ways. Many cultures meditate in different ways. It doesn't have to be all Eastern traditions where you go um and meditate. No, it's not about that. So, for example, in Christian cultures, Muslim cultures, prayer is a very important form of meditation. Some people meditate by praying. It takes them in the present moment when they think about what they're, they're saying. Uh, walking in silence, focusing on your steps, focusing on your breathing for a while. You know, letting go of thoughts without analyzing them. So when a thought comes, good or bad, if we just acknowledge that the thought exists and let it pass, it will probably go away on its own in a few seconds unless we give it attention and we try to understand what it means and then we ruminate and go in circles. So that can make us lost a little bit. Overall, so the goal of meditation is just to become grounded, present and aware. Another thing that we can try to do is try to become less attached to our phones. So obviously, this is a problem in today's society. Some people don't think it's a problem, but personally, I think there is a little bit of an issue if we are taking our phone to the toilet, we take our phone to bed, we have our phone next to us when we're cooking something, when we're at the restaurant, everyone's with the phones on the table, uh, everyone's checking their phones at a concert instead of watching the music, um, you know, things like that. So if you're going to the shop, do you really need to take your phone with you if you're just going you know, next door and you'll be back in 10 minutes, uh, what's the likelihood that someone will call you? And you can always call them back. So, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, or when you're going for a run, exercise, you're going to the gym, you listen to music on your phone. Do you really need that? Or could you potentially just be aware of your body, do the exercise, see where the tension is, see what feels right, what doesn't feel right? I think that's really important. If we do these things, we become more self-aware and that can lead to better health mentally and physically. Another thing we can do is to try to have more nature walks. So obviously, if you live in a very congested city that's a concrete jungle, it may be hard to do that. But just even trying to find a quiet street, a little park. Of course, if you can go outside the city somewhere in nature where there's less distraction, you may actually start to be more in awe of the little miracles that are around us. And this is maybe sounds a little bit new agey, but if you think about a child who is always asking, why is this, why is this, why is that, why, 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 many whys. So if you think about a child who may look at a bird and say, whoa, why is the bird flying? Oh, why is it making these sounds? Why does this flower, why smell like this? Why does the air smell like this? And you know, just being aware of where you are in the present moment is amazing and it will give you a solid grounding and just make you enjoy the day more, make you enjoy your body more, make you enjoy life more. And I think this is the basics from which we start to improve our life and health. And I'm sorry I, this is a longer part of the video, but I just wanted to get this done because I think I'm really excited personally about actually having good awareness about about our identities, who we are, because it will lead us to having better um, health choices and you know better health overall, having long health spans in our lives. This is amazing and we can do that. So let's move into the physical. 
So if you've achieved some level of groundness in your life and you're aware of who you are, more or less, you are comfortable in your skin, you can then probably think about making physical changes to how you live your life in order to improve your health and to live a longer, happier life. Some ideas. The first one would be to stop smoking. If you are an active smoker, obviously that's not good for your lungs, for your overall health. It's very hard to quit smoking if the mental is not well. And you can imagine because smoking is a physical, psychological and social addiction. So social, if all your friends are smoking and you feel peer pressure to smoke, you'll be less likely to quit. Psychologically, if you're using smoking as some sort of a way to cope with daily stress, probably you'll find it very hard to quit. And obviously, if you're smoking a lot, if you're smoking very early in the day, you're associating that with your coffee, with driving, with these things, it will be really, really hard to quit. So becoming aware of these things can help you quit faster. If you're still struggling, it's really important to just talk to a professional, a health professional who can guide you to help you smoking, uh, quit smoking, because it's possible. There are treatments available. Besides the counseling that you will receive, there are there's nicotine replacement therapy that re gets rid of some of the cravings by providing you with pharmacologically pure nicotine that you're not getting through smoking. Or maybe you will receive some medication that cuts the cravings and, and helps you just maintain uh, cessation. So once you've stopped smoking, you don't start again. So this is, this is, these are just some things that you can implement to stop smoking. And just taking that step is really, really important, especially if you've already been diagnosed with lung problems. Maintaining a normal blood pressure, that's really important as well. If you have been diagnosed with hypertension, with high blood pressure, taking your medication and maintaining your levels, uh, your blood pressure levels normal or near normal can prevent heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, kidney disease, all kinds of other things. Obviously, maintaining normal blood sugar levels, if you are already diabetic, for example, that's really important as well, because all the, the conditions that I mentioned before, you know, heart disease, kidney disease, eye disease can be linked with uncontrolled blood sugar levels. Infection can be more common in people who suffer with diabetes. So controlling high blood pressure and diabetes is really, really important to prolonging life and healthy life. And actually, even if you achieve that by taking some medication, it's still better because in the long run, it will prevent you from going on more tablets. So that's one of those things. Healthy weight is really, really important. So obviously, if mentally you are quite well, you're not using um, compulsive eating to deal with any stressors uh, in your life or things like that, you will be more likely to maintain a healthy weight. If you're aware of your body and what it likes, what it doesn't like, you may be able to make better choices of the foods you, you eat. Sometimes you need to go out of your community's uh, habits of eating because we all know that uh, there are places in the world where people eat a lot of processed foods, meat, fatty foods, cheese, you know, sugars, all kinds of things that are probably not very healthy and everyone around you may eat the same thing. This would be the comfort food, the go-to food for many people in your community. In those circumstances, especially if you are struggling to maintain a healthy weight, you may need to, to go somewhere else, to look online for healthy diets in your case. How can you implement more unprocessed foods like nuts, vegetables, fruit, things like that in your diet? That can be really, really helpful. And exercise is also 
a big part in maintaining a healthy weight and also maintaining your mental health and everything else going in the right way. So if you exercise, you absolutely will become more aware of who you are and what you're able to do. Especially when you push yourself a little bit, you'll become very aware of where your body can fail. Where are the uh, breaking points? Where are the, the parts of the body that need to, to work harder, that are a little bit weak, that need to be strengthened? So obviously, if you're uh, walking around, you're getting a lot of back pain. You know, you may need to, to look into that. If you are very, very sore by using some muscles that you haven't used for a long time, you may need to slowly build up that part of your body to become stronger. It regulates all your body's metabolisms. Obviously, if you're carrying a lot of extra weight and you're trying to do exercise, you will find it very, very hard. So again, that makes you aware that maybe you need to lose a little bit and then, you know, start some kind of a diet to help you do that. It can be really, really helpful, in my opinion, to just exercise. And it doesn't have to be gym. It can start with simple walks. 20-30 minutes a day walking briskly, if possible, until you get a little bit out of breath. You stop for a bit, then you keep going. This can make you very, very strong very, very quickly. Imagine walking every day until you get a little bit breathless and you stop and you go again for half an hour every day for a month. I think at the end of that month, that consistency will actually make you feel a lot better. You'll feel a lot stronger at the end of that month. You'll find that, you know, just going for that 30 minute walk will become second nature to you. And that's the beauty of exercise because it can become addictive, but it can be a good addiction, I believe, because it can make you really, really healthy. And just to add a couple of more examples uh, before I conclude the video, avoiding sugary drinks. This is really important and sweets. So if you go to any supermarket and you walk around the, the, the aisles, you'll see these big aisles that are full of sweets, which are all the colors of the, the world. They're very attractive. They, they give you this sort of boost of uh, sweetness that when you eat it, you feel good, you feel energetic, you eat those sweets, but actually it's really bad for you. Same goes with sugary drinks. I don't think anyone really needs to drink sugary Coca-Cola, sugary Fanta or Sprite or all these uh, other things that you find in the shelves of all supermarkets. You can just drink plain water or some water that you squeeze a bit of lemon in and you have a, a nice little lemonade. That's probably better than buying fizzy sugary drinks. These are not really, really good. Another example would be to try to not drink excessively. So if you do drink alcohol, to try to avoid binge drinking, that's probably really, really damaging to the body. And even like just drinking every day, that's probably, there's probably no reason for that. So if you can drink in moderation, I have no problem against, you know, people having a drink every now and then. It can be enjoyable, especially if you're out with friends, but Probably drinking by yourself at home excessively is not a good thing. And it's probably not going to lead to good health. So just being aware of that is, again, one major change that you can make in your life to improve health. And I think moderation in eating and drinking is probably the conclusion to having a good, uh, healthy life and physical interventions to having a better life. So, for example, if you think about coffee, it's coffee is not really that bad, but if you're drinking seven cups of coffee per day just to stay awake, probably there's an issue there. So either you're not sleeping enough or you're having too much stress in your life or you've been drinking coffee for so long that it just doesn't 
do have any effect on you anymore so you may need to just slowly cut back so that's one of those things or some people for example they tend to be healthy by uh, using olive oil in their diets and they may put too much olive oil on everything on their bread on their salads they just pour the thing in thinking that that will counteract all the other unhealthy habits that they have that's probably not a good thing either so moderation is great in in all things related to diet and you know also exercise and everything else that we do and it may sound boring but actually imagine having 90 years of good healthy living is that boring how many things can you get done in 90 years of a healthy life that that would be something amazing for me and i think most people can actually reach that age in relatively good health especially if mentally they are strong and physically they are strong. So this was the purpose of this video today, to just give you maybe a bit of awareness of all these things. I also try to do these every day for myself, to try to be a little bit stronger, a little bit better, to learn something new every day. Hopefully this was helpful. If it was, do leave a comment below, if not the uh, criticism, and I'll see you in future videos. All the best.